And so we're like, oh man, get out. And so we're all getting out. Maya's the last one because she's on the other side. And all of a sudden, the traffic starts moving. Well, hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. My two guests for today are all the way in Houston, Texas. Natalia and Brian both together again. Ty and Brian, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you, Andrew? Good. Just doing dandy. Um, now, you guys just got back from Guatemala not very long ago, right? That's true. Um, on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Very, very quick quick turnaround but are you guys back to normal now did you need a vacation after your vacation nope no i was so ready to get home <laughs> <laughs> well what was what was the reason that you guys went down to guatemala in the first place um well it was uh me and my parents always talked about taking a trip down there with talia and the girls and um they got invited to a wedding i got invited to but i didn't go because you know i had talia and the girls they and, said no kids those are no kids wedding and, oh. uh, but anyway so i need to do that that's what we should do sarah take <laughs> note it, it was an excuse you know to go down there and get together well cool now um brian how often have uh you been to guatemala because you you were born in the states but your family's from there right yeah um so I actually lived there for about a year when I was like six years old. Where was that in our podcast that we did together? I feel like that would have been interesting. Oh, I thought I he said He was it. saving it for this one. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that works. <laughs> but you lived there for a year? Uh, yeah, I lived there for about a year. I even went to school there. Um, and then I think... I think I've been there, including this time, like four times. This is the first time he's flown, though, right? Yeah. Normally they've driven. Oh, man. How far of a drive is that going from Houston down there? Um, it's, I don't know, like 1,100, 1,200 miles. Really? Yeah, it's not that far. I mean, that's far, but I definitely thought it was like closer to like 2,000. No, that's a lot. That's I know. Like, that's it's very far down sense. there, Brian. I don't know. What's, I uh, what's driving down there like, though? Like, is it, um, I mean, I, I really don't know it's what terrifying. all you're going through, but it, is it, are the roads okay? Like, do you feel it's like terrifying. you're going to get Andrew. robbed or something? Okay. Let me tell you about this mountain My, we drove up. Maya, Taya, be quiet. <laughs> Let me tell you about this mountain we drove up. Okay, it was like driving through Tennessee, but worse because it was like straight up and then you do like a 90 degree, over 90 degree turn to go back the other way and then back up. And then, Andrew, there were parts of it that wasn't even asphalt. It was dirt. Anyways. Driving, straight up dirt. We got stuck. Not that bad. Um, no, no, no. We got stuck. Andrew, driving there's not that bad. We normally and we there take, are so many potholes. No, I wasn't that talking. We, we usually would, uh, even when we lived in California, we would take the Gulf Coast roads down. Um, and I think because it was uh, 
the least amount of trouble. Like, you know, there's not too much as far as, uh, you know, crime. And it's a pretty straight shot all the way down. Um, and uh, most, of the, most of the checkpoints are real touristy. So, but uh, the drive down there, you know, it's, it's not crazy or anything. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, the border is, you know, what it is. It's, it's a pain in the butt. Um, yeah. How many miles is it? It's not telling me. It's just giving me a synopsis of the city. All right. I... <laughs> well, but this time that you guys went down, uh, airplane, not a car, and no. also a, a decision to bring uh, three little ones. How was? How were? How were the girls on the on the trip? <laughs> or at least well, the flight down. How were they on the flight hey, down? Uh, real quick disclaimer. The flight down. Well, they real were quick there. disclaimer, Andrew. I'm going to tell you how it is, and Natalia is just going to tell you how horrible it was. <laughs> and... Yeah, I assume so. I mean, we took three kids to third world country. Um, the flight down wasn't too bad. We weren't sitting together. They wouldn't let us sit together um, because okay. apparently there's only four oxygen masks a row. And because we both had a lap child, there would have been five people in one row. So, and Brian, for some reason, the way down there switched with this guy. And um, he sat by the window. So there was like me, I was on the end. And then there was the aisle and then this random dude. And then hurt him with the girls. So I had Madeline and he had the other two. So, but, um, but I don't think they did too bad. No. It was a straight flight, only three hours. I think so. Madeline's disagreeing with you right now. I think that's what she's she's trying to tell you that it wasn't okay. Her ears hurt. Yeah, well, they did on the way back. Apparently now the baby does not like Talia because she can't put her to sleep. She can't get her to calm down. She can't get her to stop crying. But as soon as I even look at the child, she calms down. <laughs> She knows you're a ninja, Brian, and you could break her in half if you wanted to. She knows who to respect. <laughs> That's true. Respect, respect goes a long way in this house. <laughs> but the trip down was okay. The The girls did all right. Where did you fly into in Guatemala? Uh, Guatemala City. It's the only international airport. Okay. Uh, there's like small regions, but that's the only international one. It was a small airport. Okay. Well, so you flew into Guatemala City, and then was it immediately traveling somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as we hit the ground, my parents picked us up. They landed maybe like uh, 15 minutes before we did. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then we were already booking it straight to uh, to the first stop. And where was Which that was first stop? Where'd you guys go first? Um, it's, well, we went uh, and ate. We were headed towards a town called Tikisate, and it's in the department, which is like a state slash county, because it's a small country of mm -hmm. Esquintla. And then uh, right up, right, oh, we're pretty close to Tikisate. We stopped and ate because uh, Talia was dying. Yeah, that's where um, his grandma lives. Ryan's grandma. Okay. Now I'm That's I'm curious. The, the, say that again, Brian. Tikisate is where my parents grew up. Okay, gotcha. Um, 
now speaking of the food that you guys stopped and ate, uh, is authentic Guatemalan food much different from what we would think of as like, I don't know, Americans, I guess, classify Mexican food as like, that's just everything south of our border is what all of that stuff is. So what, what is the food in Guatemala like? Um, you know, man, so the reason a lot of it's uh, very similar is because we use a lot of the same ingredients. So, okay. and everything's natural, like, or, you know, here you pay extra for organic, free range, whatever, right? Over there, that's just how everybody eats, you know? Like, all the meat that we were eating was from the cows in the field over, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's similar because of the same ingredients. You know, the same stuff grows uh, pretty much all across Central America, like corn, beans, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't taste the same, though. No, it doesn't taste the same. And that's what makes it different is the seasonings, the the spices, the manner of making it. It's different. Um and if you're like into authentic food, you'd love it. Um, and if you're not into authentic food, then you're going to have a bad time. Ty, which one were you? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. The latter. <laughs> you, you and David have the disease of uh, picky eating. I honestly, more than it, like I used to just not understand it all. And it almost frustrated me more with David just because I grew up with him more. But now I feel I feel a, a compassion and just sorry for you guys, because to go through life and to have a uh, a picky palate like that, just that would be very, very difficult for me. I like food too much to not eat some of it just because I don't like it. Andrew, you, you just described it and I could never put it into words, but that is the perfect way of putting it. I have pity, pity for people who <laughs> enjoy I mean, God made all these different flavors, and picky people just eat one thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's sad. It's very sad, but that's okay. We'll pray for her. Maybe God will sanctify her taste buds, and, uh, and she'll be along with people like us. Ty's going to get to heaven and ask for a cheeseburger. <laughs> or Not chicken fingers. Yeah, well, here's the thing. This woman... All she ate the entire time we were in Guatemala was a cheeseburger, plain cheeseburger. <laughs> That's not cool. One, all right. <laughs> and two, they were two different. She couldn't enjoy them. No, man, in the last, <laughs> the last place we stayed. <laughs> yeah. Over by the lake. I ordered a, they are, I was, uh, they wanted to eat the seafood <laughs> restaurant. Shut up. And Brian was like, it's okay. We can eat here. They have cheeseburgers. And so I ordered this cheeseburger. Andrew, we've been there. How long did we wait for our food? We waited for like an hour for our food. We're starving, okay? And then this cheeseburger, shut up. This cheeseburger comes out and it's got, what in the world was in it? Like peppers and onions, like mixed into the meat. You forgot you got you forgot to tell them no no green things, no red things. Isn't that what you used to yeah, do at Taco Bell or whatever? And it wasn't like a picture of it or it doesn't tell you, you that know, it's you know, coming. I would have ordered something you know, different. You know, it's like when you go to H E B and they have the pre made hamburgers, but they have like mm -hmm. cheese and jalapenos mixed in just like that. That's, that's yeah, but it wasn't cheese and jalapenos. <laughs> then plus for some reason, everyone in that freaking country, when you order a side of fries, the side is like five fries. Literally, it was like a couple of fries. Four chicken 
Well, his sister had gotten, or his sisters had gotten hungry at the same restaurant earlier, um, I guess. And so they ordered their own side of fries, like to come earlier than the meal. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole freaking plate of fries. Well, you should have gotten that side, side of fries. Come, right? I was like, why is it when it actually comes with the meal, you only get like three of them? You know, another thing that's different, Andrew, is uh, portion sizes. Like yeah. here in the United States, where you see eating big, you know, you got double quarter pounders. <laughs> oh yeah, remember yeah. that place we went to on my break, uh, my birthday, that breakfast place. And yes. His sister yes. Jamie was like, "I need another plate to eat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, portion sizes are, you know, like, and you know, uh, the United States is what it is. You know, yeah. people here, but. Um, I mean, over there, they're feeding small people. It's not, you know, you don't have like these. They are tiny people. Six, five, you know, 300 pound people over there. It's people over there. Like I'm tall over there. (laughs) Really? Yeah. A lot of them people are lucky if they reach five foot. Well, Well, okay. You felt very, very uh, out of place, Natalia, to be in a place where you might have been taller than people. Right. She's also. She's also speaking about the indigenous people. The indigenous people, I mean, the Mayans, they're, it's a, it's a, it's like three things. One, they don't have the genetics to be tall in the first place. Two, um, you know, a lot of them are very, very poor, so they don't have the, the diet, you know, the, the, you know, beans and corn, uh, pretty much their entire lives because that's what they can afford. Mm. And three, their lifestyle is very different. They're working. Uh, extremely hard from a very young age, you know, carrying things on their head. Uh, it's not uncommon to see the dudes uh, with firewood carrying it down a mountain, you know, and these huge bundles that are like 200 pounds. So, and there's been studies that show that uh, extreme physical activity in your developmental phase uh, stunts your growth. So, oh, yeah. you know, those three, those three things put together, and then you just got a recipe for short people. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but, but I do, I, I can also imagine your stories of, of Natalia just eating cheeseburgers wherever she went. And that's, oh, that's right. great that they the peppers yes, inside so of the burger. I'm glad like poetic. I spent all this money on an international trip. <laughs> and she eats cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. And she eats cheeseburgers. That's funny. What about uh, the kiddos? I guess uh, Maya and Sophia would be the only ones eating actual food. How did they like the uh, uh, Guatemalan food? Okay. Yeah. Well, she eats like a bird, anyways. Yeah. Okay. She beans and rice. If anybody had beans and rice, and then devour it. Yeah, and then that would be it. And then I think what we went to McDonald's once or twice. She didn't even eat anything yeah she wasn't she didn't feel she good took though a bite out of a chicken nugget and then ate a few fries and that was it i think and i think she was like uh traumatized because um we had cake like on our last night there we didn't know it was our last night but our last <laughs> night there and um she would not eat it like she was like no 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 and then at the very end um she realized it was actually chocolate cake and then she's like oh then she wanted it but she you know i think she was like no she's also very picky though she is she oh. is very picky i think so that's why like she, yeah she didn't find she wasn't finding things she was liking to eat and so i think she was she had a rough time i think out of all of them she had the roughest yeah because she didn't feel well when we first got over there Oh yeah, she was stuffy already before yeah. we even left. Yeah, and then you know it was, 
extreme temperatures, hot, cold, hot, cold, because of all the places we went and, you know, traveling and lack of sleep. And it just didn't, you know, it just compounded, I guess. And it just did not do well for it. I mean, she had, she wasn't terrible. She just, you could tell she just wasn't 100%. So. Well, the pictures I saw of Maya, she looked like she could have belonged there. And like you guys were just meeting a a little girl that was there. She looked very happy. We adopted her. (laughs) Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she had fun. You know how she's got that jet black hair? Yeah. So, and it's long. (laughs) There was, Brian. I I almost mixed her up with a a little uh, indigenous (laughs) girl. Because they were both turned around back to back. Terrible. He didn't even know who his daughter was. Well, I noticed one because the other girl was darker, but when I just saw the hair, I was like, wait, which one's which? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd I'd probably say if Maya was there for much longer, the other girl might not have been that much darker, but she's got... She tans really easy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Maya's a very... She's such a cultured little girl. She she loved it. She enjoyed the food. She liked the people there. She was very eager to learn Spanish. Um, You know, and that's, you know, for a four-year-old who has so much energy and just wants to jump around and play. She actually did appreciate, you know, the scenery. Yeah, that's cool. Now, was it, um, uh, I, I mean, I would imagine most of the spoken language down there is, is Spanish. Was there, um, like outside of your family, Brian, was there a lot of, uh, English speakers around or was Taya forced to talk to you and in your family if she wanted to talk to anybody? a lot of the indigenous people speak english really yes um and they speak it better than they speak spanish because a lot of them don't speak spanish wow yeah so it's crazy because you go over there to a spanish-speaking country right um and that you know the the indigenous people especially places like antigua um where there's a lot of tourism all the all the locals. There was a lot of white people there. Yeah, there's a ton of white people there, but it's not just Americans; it's a lot of Europeans. Huh? That's fascinating. Where else did we go? There was a lot of people. Huh? Where else did we go that I heard a lot of English speaking? Pana Oh, yeah, the last place we went to. The last town. Yeah. Um, so the real tourist places have a lot of English speakers in for, I guess, just the commercial aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, even people who. But I let Brian do most of the speaking because if we were gonna like haggle, haggle or something, they would do it with him. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. They'll they'll respect my haggling more than they would respect an English speaker's haggling. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you like to do, Brian? Uh, haggling with people or not really? No, I hate it. No. But you want to see us when we buy a car? Yeah. <laughs> Over there, you have to do it because they're quoting you stuff. You know the stuff that they're selling. They're automatically shooting because you ask them how much. They don't. You know, there's no stickers on it. It doesn't come from a factory. They hand make everything. Yeah. And so they're shooting up the largest price that they can. Yeah. Um, and then it's so cheap that you can't even. Yeah. You yeah. almost feel bad. The only thing that we I don't mind was the the purse that we bought. Yeah. We bought but, a really expensive purse, but um, and he haggled that guy. But the rest of them, it's like we bought these little dolls for the girls that this lady handmade. We bought them for what five dollars? For like three, right? No, five each. I think it was like five each. Wasn't oh, you it? pay way too much. See, yeah, he said you pay way too much. <laughs> I didn't haggle with her, but even then, like she was talking to me first, and then, um, then uh, 
I was like, no, no, or whatever, blah, blah. And you start walking away and you don't, I didn't even have to haggle. They just keep telling me lower prices and lower prices. So I would buy it, you know, but That's capitalism but it's like at its finest. Yeah. But it's like $5 for a, uh, like a handmade doll. I mean, that's yeah. just, and they're very good quality. Yeah, but I don't, but yet, you know, that's overpriced to them, you know, because they're yeah, trying to get as much as they can. There was this one guy, for example, um, he was trying to sell me a jade necklace, uh, and uh, I checked that it. it was real jade. So, you know, it can it can get pretty pricey. Um, I think he was quoting me somewhere in, uh, somewhere around $30 was like the, the the price obviously not in dollars but in quetzales but anyways and so uh i haggled them all the way i wasn't planning on buying it i was just practicing <laughs> i haggled them all the way to like seven dollars <laughs> you know yeah and this it was a real jade necklace. why didn't you get it i didn't have any cash that's when we went to that lookout and everybody was using the bathroom and i was just waiting oh he was selling stuff there the lookout uh, where I first saw the skull. Oh. And then I didn't. I didn't have cash lighting by the skull. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Anyways. did you guys? Did you guys find any neat souvenirs besides that the dolls in that purse? Yeah, I got a skull. No. For what purpose? Just to look at. You gonna practice it's some voodoo? <laughs> no, it's a it's a skull and it's uh, and it's got. It, I mean, it's not a uh, human. It's a it's not a human. Like a real human skull. That's really like, uh, uh, I think they they told me it was like animal bones and you know composite materials and they kind of just put it together. Huh. Um, and, but it's got like uh, uh, Mayan art engraved into it. Yeah. We got the girls a bracelet. Brian got me a bracelet. Brian got me a jade necklace. That's got my Mayan birthday. Yeah, it's, like it. for, it's an armadillo. So it's you know so how, romantic. You know how, uh, um, you know how like the Chinese have, you know, like the year of the dragon and the year of the, you know, dog and whatever. Yeah. Um, Apparently, mine have that too. Mine's yeah, it's somewhat similar, um, but it's not years. It's the it's a different uh, time frame. It's like you know a few months or something, um, based on their calendar. But the purse is really cool, Andrew, that I got. <clears throat> it's leather, and it's uh, like real leather, and it's embroidered. Um, they they do that? I don't know if they handmade that or not. Handmade. I will have to say we Every, went. The, the entire purse was handmade. But like the rest, like whenever you go around and shop around for like the regular souvenirs and stuff, you know, they make a lot of this, the same stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can find something with a pattern in one store and you can go to the next one and you can find it there too, you know? Anyways, but all of, we went to all of these shops that were selling these purses, like real leather purses, not just like, you know, fake pur leather. And um, not one of them was the same. I don't know if I just didn't see them, but I swear I didn't see one that had the same pattern as another one. Huh. And that's no, in any of the stores when we oh, were going, no, it's all like you couldn't go to another store and see the same pattern. You Did know what I mean? Like different from a lot of maybe it was more in Europe. Whenever I was looking at places for souvenirs, um, I'd get frustrated because I get in there, I'd see something that looked cool, and I look at the bottom and it says "Made in China." I was like, "Well, why am I going to go and buy a souvenir that <laughs> <in> China? <laughs> I'm not in China." Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, no, these are all, but the per these purses really cool because you, you really you wouldn't find it, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. Anyways, Brian pulled the guy for it. They sell them apparently in the states for like several hundred dollars. So. Wow. Uh, That's yeah. pretty neat. It's pretty cool. Now, did yeah. you guys did you guys get to see? You talked a little bit about Mayan culture with the necklace and stuff like that. Did you get to see any old Mayan ruins? Yep, we went to. Um, it's called Iximche. It was the capital of the Cachicel Mayans. So mm -hmm. there's 21 languages in Mayan civilization, and each language they're you know they're somewhat similar, um, but essentially it's you know it's its own language. And so it was the capital city of the Cachicel Mayans, um, and uh, it was actually when the Spaniards. Uh, worked their way down through Mexico um, and came to Guatemala or, you know, to the Mayan civilization territory. Mm -hmm. um, that was where they first um, established uh, the capital city of the kingdom of Guatemala. And really? so, uh, yeah, the Cachicol Mayans actually betrayed other Mayans and sided with the Spaniards and, you know, um, started killing off the other ones. Yeah. Um, that happened, that happened a lot too with the, um, the Aztecs, whenever Cortez came over, he conquered all of Mexico or the, the Aztec empire with like 300 conquistadors, but it was because a bunch of Aztec or non Aztecs, but like other, uh, indigenous groups around other indians that were around that joined cortez because uh, they didn't like the aztecs because they had fought with them for a long time and would be captured and like taken for human sacrifice and different stuff like that but that's interesting yeah, that's essentially yeah that's essentially what it was okay so the the cachicel mayans were uh rivals with the quiche mayans uh -huh. the quiche mayans were the the dominant uh tribe or you know for lack of a better word um they call them houses you know that's the house of the the quiche so that's their you know but anyways they were the dominant ones and they'd been you know warring for a long time and so the cachicels looked at it as a as a way of defeating their rivals yeah um, and it didn't work out because the Spaniards expected huge amounts of gold and tribute, and so mm -hmm. eventually, they uh, the Cachicels tried to attack the Spaniards. Didn't work out for them. Yeah. But anyways, that city was cool. It was uh, it was in this this place called Tecpan, the town, the nearby town, um, up in the Guatemalan Highlands. We were at an elevation of seventy six hundred feet, and it, it was, was cold. 40 degrees, very, very windy. Yeah, the wind chill was in the 30s. And we stayed in a hotel, Andrew, that had no heat. How big of a difference? Oh, yeah, how big of a difference was that, like, uh, being up there and from other spots that you were in Guatemala? Like, what was the difference in temperature, the hottest it was and the coldest it was? The coldest was 40 degrees and the hottest was 98. Yeah, wow. his, where his parents grew up, that was, I think, the hottest we went to. Actually, Monte Rico was hotter, right? No, it wasn't. No, I don't think so. But really, just that place and the beach, those were the only two, like, warm places we were. Hot places. Yeah, hot places. Those were the warm places. Like, but, like, the... was warm. Yeah, that's right. That was in the 70s. And then... The, the capital was in the 70s. 
Yeah, but we weren't there for a month. No. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. The lake was in the 70s. I don't think so. At night, it was in the 60s. Hmm. No, it's in the 50s then. Oh, 50s and then 60s during the day. But that place, uh, Take Pond, that was the only place where we got a hot shower the whole time we were there. Huh. No, in Puerto Rico. But that wasn't hot. That was just oh, yeah. warm. <laughs> but the one at Take Pond was warm. I took two showers in like, how long were you there in the hotel? Like 12, 12 hours. hours. I took two showers because I you wanted want hot, use water. The hot water. <laughs> yes. I was, oh man. That, and there was no heat in that hotel. But they had wool blankets on there. And it was very well insulated. Yeah, it wasn't. It was actually like insulated. Like a lot of the places we stayed, like the lake house, it was pretty much just like cinder blocks. Yeah. That's the one. There's like, you know, drywall. Anything. But I think that cinder one actually was. Yeah, that one was actual. But um, it was a nice hotel. It was a nice hotel. But they, uh, yeah, they, um, it was, it wasn't cold. You know, I mean, it wasn't like warm, warm, yeah. but we didn't get cold. When I heard one of the places that you stayed at was like ten bucks a night um, on the beach or something like that, I think Mom was telling me that or it was really cheap. Oh, when we stayed out on the beach, we it was actually free because we stayed at somebody's house. Oh well, that works too. Yeah, but a lot of places were ten fifteen yeah, dollars a night. Yeah, Antigua was twenty dollars a night. No, fifteen. It was fifteen a night. I don't know. I didn't pay it. Yeah, anyways, crazy. yeah. Tell- the hotels over there are cheap, super cheap. You can get expensive ones, but these were like locals, you know, like um Put your hair all over me. We had we had a private bathroom, but like his sisters, you know, and they shared a yeah. hall bathroom, it's, you know, kind of like a, a not lot, a hostel, but yeah, a like lot of it. places okay. in Antigua are hostel. And that's because that's that's big for there's a big European uh tourism market, and so that's what the Europeans want. They want hostels. Yeah. And so Places are either hostels or very similar. Yeah, that's kind of what it was like. But what's cool about it is uh, a lot of the hotels in Antigua are the old uh, 500-year-old Spaniard buildings repurposed for modern-day stuff. That is really cool. That'd be fun to, yeah, to that, see that. That whole city is, you know. I think that was my old. favorite place we went. Yeah. Why was it your favorite? <laughs> Because of civilization. <laughs> well, that's one. No, and th- that was cold showers too, <laughs> and no heat, and it got a little chilly. And I-, I laid under the window, so it was a little bit chilly. But I think it was my favorite place because that was where Brian and I and the girls we got to do our own thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to travel on somebody else's schedule, you know, and we didn't really have any control over it. But that was where the wedding was. So Friday they were um they went to the rehearsal dinner and then Saturday was the wedding and so it was just kind of us we just did you know we got to eat when we wanted to and we got to we went around and shopped and um it was a lot of fun it yeah. was a neat city it was yeah. a lot of fun we got into an accident yeah oh yes Andrew oh you have to <laughs> okay so we rode those these things called tuk tuks. And they're like, it's a three wheeled motorcycle uh-huh. with, uh, with a freaking cab. Over yeah. It. So all five of us are sitting in this three seater in the back, you know, uh-huh. all, you know, smushed, smushed in. And um, we were trying to find a pizza place for dinner. And um, Brian, the only one he could find, because there's like, there's hardly any service. 
You know, it takes forever no, to we load. Had, we had service, but because uh, so T-Mobile, the way they do it is they'll give you, you know, it's free data, but because you're overseas, they throttle it. So we had LTE connection, but it was know, like, like two two G speeds. Yeah. I mean, but, when, um, I was, when I was in Honduras a few years ago on a mission trip, I had better service in Honduras than I did in the U.S. Because like at mom and dad's house, I have no service in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, actually, that what so, at some parts of Alabama and Florida, we get. No oh yeah, it too. goes completely. And gone. Well, anyway, so we were trying to find a pizza place, but like the only one that would come up on his thing that said kid friendly. Yeah, that said kid friendly was was a quite a bit of ways away, and it was kind of late. So we're like, let's just take the tuk tuk because they're really cheap. Uh-huh. And um, two dollars for yeah, the city. yeah, it's like two dollars. So like, just just take it, and then it said, but okay, this city first of all is very bumpy. So right? like, yeah, it's cobblestone streets, but like, so the whole time, and they just fly, you know. So I'm like holding madeline as tight as i can so she doesn't like shake her head or anything uh. and get hurt but anyway so <laughs> we we get almost all the way there like we're like a block and a half away and it like traffic is stopped and so i don't know i mean i don't know what's going on because they're speaking in spanish obviously <laughs> but apparently I got you that rosetta stone natalia why have you not i, know, I, know. I did too anyway <laughs> So, you know, these two men, my husband and this guy, have decided that we're going to get out of the car because there's traffic and it's not that far. Yeah, we were a block away from the pizza place. Yeah. yeah. And literally so, was that before we got out the car hidden? Yeah, so I'm, I'm negotiating with this guy and, you know, he's like, okay, you know, 15 quetzales, that's $2. And I'm like, okay, and I'm pulling my wallet out and the truck in front of us that's sick of staying in traffic just puts it in reverse and, and backs up into the tip right oh, It's a truck running into a freaking bicycle with a motor. Gosh. Yeah, and so we're like, and so we're like, oh man, get out. And so we're all getting out. Maya's the last one because she's on the other side. And all of a sudden, the traffic starts moving. And so we're like, okay, Maya, hurry up and get out. Get I had out. to pull her out because this guy was taking off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Andrew, we we get Maya on the ground, and this tuk-tuk guy just flies by us straight up to where we were going, and we're walking the whole <laughs> block left. Oh my goodness! Because we out, and then we go to this pizza place. Um, and it's legit Italian. Yeah, yeah. It's like the legit. guy is from Italy. Like that's huh. how Italian it is. And Andrew or Brian said he kept trying to like get him to put all this fancy stuff on the pizza. I'm like, no, we want cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and beef. <laughs> That's it. And um, this is tiny little hole in the wall, which Aunt Brian said that the thing said it was good for kids. I don't really know how it was good for kids. They had no kids menu. They had okay. no anything. It was good pizza, but anyways, and yeah, so Maya or Sophia is sitting on, on Brian's lap <laughs> and all of a sudden boom, and I look over and she stabbed him in the Oh my goodness! <laughs> she bar- she missed his eye by like an inch. I don't Not know even. what Dude, she was she's doing. Right here, you see where the bone stops? <laughs> right there, right before it turns into flesh. He was I not know. happy about the tuk tuk ride and getting in an accident. <laughs> he loved those head. things. Andrew. Andrew, every time we got in, she goes, "This is fun." <laughs> Love those things. It was I, it was so funny, man. I can't even. The pizza was good though. 
Oh, and then they were having some sort of a weird block party. Yeah, like all these people were in costumes <laughs> and like dressed up as like uh, Maya Patrol. Yeah, Maya said she saw Paw Patrol. We're like, okay. It's hilarious. So yeah, it was very it was very interesting. It was a uh, we had quite an adventure in that city. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, we so what other what other cool places did you guys get to see? You saw um uh where Brian's parents grew up, you saw some Mayan ruins. Uh what other what other kind of places did you get to go see? Uh well, well Antigua. Antigua was uh one of the original or the first cities uh at some point was the Guatemalan capital. Uh it's like uh it's over five hundred years old. Um uh, so that place is cool. Uh, we went to Lake Atitlan, which is... Uh, That's where the lake house was. Yeah, so um, back in the day, Guatemalan volcanoes were way more active. Uh-huh. And so there's a huge crater, um, and, but because it's volcanic rock at the bottom, you know, there's the water doesn't drain, you know, so it, it, the lake filled up pretty fast. Um, I think that lake is at the deepest point. It's like 1,100 feet deep. Um, it's really big. There's like, what did I say, 12 towns around it? Yeah, 12 towns around it. Uh, wow. For each, and they're, they're, yeah, they're each named after an apostle. Really? Yeah. But that's where the mountain was, and that is where the dirt roads were. And... Um, that is where the cinder block lake house was that had no heat <laughs> and no hot water and and a free you had to walk like a football field to get to the thing and it's like dirt and of course you know Maya we're le- the day we're leaving everybody's we're walking showered out. and clean yes and we're like okay Maya don't run Maya don't run Maya don't run and all of a sudden she goes poof down in the in the dustiest spot like there's one spot where it's like you just you just put a foot down and there's like three feet of dust that just goes up and she had fallen in it and you couldn't even see her anymore that's how much dirt there was oh it was just it just this (laughs) big old puff that that spot that she's talking about it it was so fine the dust was so fine that if you even stepped anywhere around it you're sending a cloud in the air yeah she just yeah, it was deep. Like if you step right in the middle, it goes up to your ankle. Wow. It was oh yeah, that <laughs> child. And um yes, it was interesting. Mm. It was pretty, but it was uh oh man. Yeah. Those roads and oh my goodness, I was just a nervous wreck on those stupid mountain roads. Yeah, I can imagine. I I mean I remember the only experience I have with that kind of stuff is that trip I was in Honduras and we took a school bus around to some of the different places we were going to and singing at schools and stuff. And I didn't even want to look out the window because I, I just, Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. Whatever the driver wants to do, that's fine. It's better if I don't look at it and we just move on. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you survived. It's, it's narrow road and there's no, there's not like there's a guardrail on most of it, you know, where narrow roads, sharp turns, insane elevation. I mean, yeah. some of these inclines, it's surprising that the car made it up there. Like, if the yeah. tires were even a little bit bald, it wouldn't have made it up. Hmm. And they have these things called, what are they, chicken buses? Mm-hmm. They're school buses over there. And they, they got outfitted 
Yeah, and they transport people. I don't know to what, but they they're everywhere, and they fly on those things. Like I mean, they just you know, you know yeah, it's just crazy. And you're like, you know, I mean, if you so you hit that thing, you'd be. You know what the crazy thing is, Andrew? Hmm. There's tuk tuks going up these mountains. Oh yeah, really? yeah, we saw them. I don't know how because when we went up on that stupid go see that cross thing, <laughs> and you're going up the hill. It's like he, I mean, it's pretty steep, you know, but it's not a mountain. And we're going up and and, and you could. And it just, you know, it's it, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how they're doing going on those mountains. Really make it up a hill. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I, I still, I have stuck in my head one time. I, I don't know if it was a moped that was in Tennessee or what, it, or if it was a scooter, whatever it was. But I was riding with Dad. I was on the back of it with Dad, and we tried to go up to what of you and uh, in Townsend. <laughs> I think we got halfway up. We were like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> I don't remember if I got off and walked up the rest of the way or if we just gave up and left, but it was something like that. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how I felt. I was like, maybe we should get on walk. I mean, you know, if you don't have any, you know, if you're not self-conscious about your weight, I think you would be after those things because yeah. my goodness. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh... Hey, Andrew, I'm going to send you a picture of it. But OK, so the tuk-tuks. OK, you know what a rickshaw is? Yeah, where the you sitting in the the Chinese dude lifts up the sticks and runs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, tuk tuks are uh, motorized rickshaws. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I know you guys have talked some about the uh, differences in like the diets of people and how they look and the differences of transportation. What were some of the other things that you wouldn't think would be that much different, um, but were? So what, what were some of the things culturally different that really stuck out to you besides the ones that we've mentioned? Um, the way people drive. Super oh. aggressive, you know, and people over there they honk for anything, but it, it's not like here where you get offended and it's like, you know, it's rude. You yeah. just honk, you know, if you're gonna pass someone up, you honk. There's people walking in the middle of the road, you honk at them, and they already know move over, they don't give you any dirty looks, you don't give them any dirty looks, you just go on with your business. They're very friendly over there, super yeah. friendly. Um, we didn't hardly use a GPS and uh. We would just stop and ask which way this was, which way that was, and um, and they actually know. Yeah, and they would tell us. But we were talking about first Brian and his dad were in the front seat of this white fifteen passenger van. You know, and if you were in the states and some, two men pulled up to you in a van and started at, talking to you, there's no way you'd talk to them. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you know, if you're a woman, you're like, no, I'm not helping you. But yet they um. But yet, um, you know, these people here, they don't think anything. They don't they don't think anything of it. They'll tell you, you know, whatever, just, you know, like it's normal. And, um, you know, but you would never do that in the States. That's um, crazy. Yeah. What I don't know if you guys would have been there long enough to be able to tell, but it's places like that are fascinating to me because of the the history of it. You know, when the 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 Mayans and the different groups had their own types of religions. And then uh, the Spanish come over and conquer and bring Catholicism in. You mentioned that one lake that you were at, it had towns named after each of these, uh, the different apostles. Um, so I don't know if you were there long enough to be able to tell, or maybe Brian, you could speak more to this, but what's the, 
um, like religious outlook of people there? Like what, what, what's that part of the culture? Like, Andrew, you know who we saw there? Who? Jehovah's witnesses. Really? I thought Mormons. And Mormons. Yeah. Mormons have a lot. I don't, I don't know about specifically Guatemala. I saw a temple when I was in Honduras. Um, but yeah, they have a large presence. Yeah. They have a large presence in Latin America. Yeah. Yeah, That shocked me. I didn't realize, I mean, I know they do the missionaries and stuff, but I didn't, I did not realize that it was it was there. And it was in some podunk town out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's uh, there a lot it's of It's funny because, uh, you know, you're walking through this market where all the fruit's out in the air, all the meat's out in the air. You know, people are selling everything. It's like this alley, and there's just booths on each side, of you know, and you're walking through. And uh, I, I heard them speaking in English, and I looked over, and, I, and uh, you know, I could tell. But anyways... Um, so people over there are pretty religious. Um, obviously, like you said, Catholicism is pretty big. Uh, you see beautiful Catholic churches everywhere. Uh, Pentecostals have mm-hmm. a big presence over there. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Um, I don't know. I really only saw the Catholic churches and the Mormons. Yeah, well, I saw a lot of uh, Pentecostal churches over there. Uh, and these people go to church every day of the week. That's really? true, man. We passed all kinds of churches different days, and they were there. Every day. But I mean, like, full services. Yeah, like, they were singing and everything. Like, they were, you know. Yeah, that's the thing about, uh, you know, and obviously my experience is limited. I haven't been to every single church in the United States. But uh, I think, you know, generally... Um, Christians over there are are a lot more on fire than Christians here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you say that for most countries. You know what? I don't understand it. As like, opposed to the Americans. I, I, you know, I said that. I think, no, I think I said that about Islam. Muslims are so fanatical about their religion. Imagine oh, yeah. the Christians were that fanatical. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell my seventh graders all the time. I tell my seventh graders all the time because we talk about... Um, you know, the LDS church when, cause we're going through learning about state history. And I tell them like these different cultures that we're learning about are that the LDS church, you know, these are people that we would, yeah, we would believe as, you know, evangelical Bible believing Christians, whatever you want to call it, that they don't have the true gospel. Um, but look at the commitment that they have to something that we think is false. The same when I talk to my world history class about, you know, Islam and Buddhism and things like that. These people, especially with Islam, the praying five times a day. I had a, a buddy at Focus that told me he had a friend at, at Disney when he worked there that it'd be in the middle of a movie that they were watching and he'd have a timer set on his phone. And whenever it was time for him to pray, if it was in the middle of the movie, he got up, he walked out, went, did his prayers and then came back. Now, what? How many Christians do you know in the United States that if they felt like they needed to pray, they would interrupt a movie so that they could go pray? Right. You know, it's a convicting thing if we really think that what we believe is the truth and then we put in less effort towards it because we have this idea in our head that, oh, it's by grace. Well, yeah, but if you really believe what you say you believe, there is going to be works that come from it. You know, faith without works is dead, but it is pretty convicting. Spoiled children who have everything handed to them. That's what Christians are. You get salvation pretty much given to you for free. And so we become spoiled children. But yep. uh, definitely you know gotta be think, careful. 
Yeah, you know, another thing that they do in Guatemala is uh, so the indigenous people obviously had their own religion before the Spanish came over. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, just like Christianity when, uh, when uh, it, you know, Rome adopted it. Um, you Chain. Know, they, mixed it, they mixed it with their, with their local belief systems. Yeah. And so uh, you'll have a lot of indigenous people there that do that. Um <laughs> And have, you know, like these crazy holidays where, uh, you know, they celebrate some, some you know, Catholic saint, uh, but associate it with some local, you know, uh, Mayan entity. Yeah. Yeah. That, kind of still that, you know, I've heard stories of missionaries that go over to, um, you know, India and the Hindus with all the gods that they have. Uh, go over to India with the Hindus and with all the gods that they have and they'll witness to these people, uh, these Hindus and tell them about Jesus. Say, Oh, that's great. We love your Jesus. And, you know, missionaries get really encouraged. And then they see them worshiping the other gods too. And the missionaries are like, well, what are you guys doing? Say, no, your Jesus. Is good. <laughs> we'll add him to our pantheon of gods. <laughs> not how it works. To our million and one. Yeah. Not, not how it works. Yeah. I don't think. But, so any any other exciting stories or neat things that you guys got to see while you were there in Guatemala? Dude, honestly, we were we were going 100 miles an hour every day, you know. Every day was action packed. I mean, one day uh at the lake, we were out for like 12 hours just, wow. you know, town to town to town doing stuff. Um driving on <coughs> dirt roads. Whatever, <laughs> you know she's so she's so. Uh, we got stuck, Andrew, on the side of a mountain. Well, listen, so be, be grateful. That's how Sarah got stuck on a dirt road while she was trying to go to Denver, but it was in the snow, and she had to get pulled oh, out. Of, man. At least, at least you weren't in the snow. <laughs> yeah, where you could freeze to death. Yeah. But yeah, Talia's so pampered over here with her nice roads. Get out of here. Get out of <laughs> One of those spoiled Andrew, children you were talking about, Brian. I have to tell you about our trip back, though. Yeah. Well, you guys came back a day earlier than you were planning, right? We did. We did. So our flight left at 7 a.m. We're supposed to leave at 7 a.m. on Friday. And his parents were supposed to leave around the same time. Yeah, like 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, and so we were going to leave for the airport at like 3 the next morning. And um, his dad, I guess, had to turn the car in early because, you know, those places aren't open that early. And um, I'm assuming that's why he was doing it. And um, his cousin that we were going to stay with that night, I guess, was going to lend us a vehicle. Anyways, so he tells Brian and his wife, uh, Myra and my mother-in-law to go ask the flight people the at the airport because we're turning in at the airport. Go ask them if you can check your luggage early. Yeah. And this is like, you know, eighteen hours before the flight, and I'm you know thinking, some, if not eighteen hours, but uh, a certain time period before that, they'll let you do it. Yeah, I know, but the whole time I'm thinking this is that's a dumb. They're not going to let you do that. <laughs> like, why is he asking that? Anyways, and so Brian and his mom go over there, and then he texts me. He's like, do you want to leave now? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Apparently, while he's asking me this, he has already gotten the tickets, but whatever. They had a flight leaving two hours from when, from then, you know, like, two. it was like 2.30, you know, they were leaving, it was leaving at 4.30. And um, 
they had it was 15 other people on the flight and so we were made at 20 and um we were bumped up not to first class but we were bumped up to economy plus yeah. and um which i don't think i don't know if there's much that different i think there's a little bit more leg room and no, there's a lot more leg room and you get a charger like a, a dot something you can charge your phone with oh no. and yeah a plug anyways and uh, they treated us like we were in first class. They brought us two like kid boxes. Dude, they gave us so much. Yeah, food. they like gave us sandwich. Yeah, they gave us boxes of candy and like Teddy Grahams and stuff. They gave us M and M's, and um, they were before the flight even started. The lady, she's a grandma. She says her grandkids call her Dee Dee, so that's the only thing I know her by. Dee Dee, <laughs> kinds of stuff. And, um, but Brian had a whole row with the girls. I had a whole row with me and Madeline and <laughs> we just, you know, it was so nice. It was like, it was such a blessing that we got to do that. And we still had the direct flight. And then dad calls, I talked to dad the next day and he's like, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, do you know your flight just left? And I was like, what? And our flight for some unknown reason had been delayed all day long. Oh my! Just left at four, so we would have been at the airport for the entire day, and plus, not even you know, wouldn't have been only fifteen people on the flight. And, yeah. Um. So I was like, man, that was such a god thing. <laughs> yeah. That his dad question, <laughs> and we were able to early and and not have to go through. So, See, and you were, and you were thinking it was such a bad thing to go ask if you could have the, <laughs> the luggage checked in early, and you got home sooner because of it. <laughs> I know we would have, you know, we thought we thought we were saving like you know twelve hours, whatever. We saved like twenty four hours. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Yeah, and even it wasn't that bad. We got to customs. I can't. I mean, it made a. I guess it would have been the same time the next day, but who knows? You know, on a Friday, if it would have been busier, but yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was so it was such a blessing that we were able to come home early, and you know we get to sleep in our own bed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, awesome, and I'm glad you guys made it back in one piece. That's a success. We're alive. Yes. <laughs> you can. Sophia is is much happier now. She's, I can <laughs> imagine she gets normal so food. Like, yes. Oh, and she was tra traumatized from the showers, Andrew. Oh, was she? Was she? Shower, no shower. No. <laughs> That's too funny. Now, I want to I want to finish up uh, with asking you guys and uh, and your kids too about your favorite parts of the trip. I know that Ty, you mentioned earlier. Um, I forget the name of the city, but whatever it was was kind of your favorite. But um, yeah, so tell me, tell me again, and if you have another favorite, Ty, go ahead. But what? Start with Ty and then Brian. What What was your favorite part of the trip? Whether a place that you saw or just um, an experience that you had, what was what was the best part of the trip to you? That was my favorite part. <laughs> um, and yeah, Antigua was probably my favorite part, and because we got to spend, you know, the time together and just us as a family. And um, and it's such a cool little place. It is cool. We got to we got to go to some markets and um and stuff, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, my second favorite would probably be... All the smoking volcanoes? No. There was a lot of those, though. <laughs> um, more than there should be. Yeah. And um, 
My second favorite was probably not the lake house, but the last town we went to. Um, Panahasha. Yeah, Panahasha. Um, Because there, there was like a street of just that's where we we bought some more souvenirs and stuff of like all these markets, and that's where we bought my purse. And um, it's just it was just neat. It was cool um, um, to see all of that. And um, (laughs) Ryan, (laughs) this old lady (laughs) came up to him, and she was like blind, Andrew, and she was. I mean, she looked like she was 100 years old. I don't know if she was. Still hustling. Still yeah, selling. Yeah, she's still selling stuff. And she was so short. I mean, she was one of those, you know, indigenous people. So small. And, and she didn't speak Spanish. Yeah, she didn't speak Spanish. Brian couldn't understand oh. what she was saying. But she was trying to sell me something. And I didn't understand her, obviously. And it was um, these, like, little... T- they look like hand towels or, like, kitchen towels, you know? Like, that's the kind of size they are kind of thing that she made. I couldn't understand what she's saying. And I was like, Brian, let's just go. Let's just go. And him and his dad are like trying to talk to her. And I was like, just, it's fine. It's fine. And so finally, Brian and they had, he bought him. He, he paid her. Well, how much did you pay her? Like 20 cues? Yeah, that's $3. And $3. And bought two of these towels. She was so thankful. Yeah, she oh, was. Man. It's, sad. it's sad. But as soon as, soon as he got those in my hand, Gave it to me. There was like three other old ladies that just zoomed after him, <laughs> and they're trying to get him to buy it. And I was like, "Brian, we gotta go." They thought they found a bleeding heart. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, your heart it did just bleed. I mean, she you wish you just... go there, and you wish you could give them more money. Yeah. Oh we yeah, I can imagine. And Antigua, we had some little girl come up and tried. She's trying to. <laughs> she's trying to get me to buy something, and I mean, I didn't understand her. But she's selling these like little plastic ball toys, you know. Yeah, she's, up. she's this tiny little girl, and she she's was like five years old. Yeah, probably. and she's dirty, you know, by herself over there trying to sell this stuff, and oh, just break your heart. She told me because uh, so she's like uh, one for ten, two for twenty. I was like, well, yeah, I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I thought if you buy more than one, you get a discount. And she's like, no, but if you go to the market, you can get them for cheaper. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just Brian gave her money, too. <laughs> You're so innocent. I know. So we, just... so we see who has a heart in uh, in this Yeah, I Well, I didn't, I didn't understand them. I, don't, I can't have a heart if I don't understand. <laughs> but, no. But, yeah, that was, that was probably my favorite part. Yeah. So Brian, Brian, what about for you? What was your favorite part of the trip? Oh, I, I man, for me is all the nature stuff. So anytime I was outdoors, I was enjoying it. Um, the food. Tell them about was, your stupid drone. What about it? <laughs> Tell them about it. We went everywhere. Oh <laughs> yeah. Nobody could touch the drone. So like, I bought a drone. Freaked out. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of the Wish app. I found it on the Wish app. Um, it was very very cheap. It was like thirty dollars. Uh, it has two cameras on it. Uh, flies pretty well. My dad's gonna buy one now. Yeah, and they're talking well, about it. <laughs> anyways, hey, so that's I, the first. We're gonna get uh, sponsors on this podcast. That'll be the first one. We'll get them to send us a free drone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I took it everywhere, and I'm trying to take care of this thing because it's you know it's kind of small. It's not a big drone, um, you know. So I don't want it to get damaged or anything. And I took it everywhere, and I never got the chance to fly it. One of the places that I wanted to, the wind was way too strong. I was at that mine, the mine. Yeah, roads. but you weren't allowed to. We had like mountain winds, you know, gusts of wind, and yeah, I wasn't allowed to. They came and told me I couldn't fly it, anyways. Um, and other places, I just didn't have the time, you know, because you got to 
set it up and um anyways so you know we're over there for like nine days on the last day we're at the lake house right before we go to the capital and get on the on the plane i was like you know what screw it i just took it out and i got like 10 minutes out of it and i got some pictures and that was the only thing i could do with it i I bought that drone for that trip oh man well at least you still have the drone though yeah it's really cool i'm still going to use it for other things but it was just unfortunate that i couldn't um i couldn't use it more yeah I can but, imagine. Um, yeah, you know what's crazy, Drew? Um, I don't know if you have Instagram or not, but if you don't, I'll send you this picture that I took where it's like I, I hiked up this mountain um, uh, at one of the lookouts okay. while we were you taking You did not hike up the mountain. Dude, you, <laughs> I'll put it this way. I'm ruining his story. Already up the mountain. I'll, I'll put, yeah, okay, well, I went uh, a good ways up. I'll put it this way to you, Andrew. And Natalia would have not made it up that hill. Well, I mean, but it was there's you know, at the farmhouse. Tough. I don't know that she would make it up, so I don't know that that's much of a. <laughs> All right, Andrew. <laughs> no, I mean we're already at like 5,500 feet. Uh, the air was pretty thin. You know, it was pretty steep, and I went all the way up, and I found this nice opening, and I got a good picture where I had like six volcanoes in a row, all of them smoking. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds uh, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was planning on going on, on diving while I was there, but, um, you know, since their schedule was so fluid, I never booked and they ended up filling up so I couldn't, but yeah, that probably would have been my favorite part. So Maya, what was your favorite part of the trip to Guatemala? My favorite part of the trip is, um, getting, um, eating good food. The food? Yes, we see it. Sophia, what was your favorite part of the trip to Guatemala? Um, what was your favorite part? Guatemala. Guatemala, yeah. What was your favorite part? Did you like the water? Can you say water? Alba. Yeah. That's how we say it in Spanish. You have fun at the water? Alba, yeah. Alba. Well, do you think you guys will go back ever? How about that? That'll be a good question. Yeah, but I think what we'll do different is uh, so this was a good familiarization trip. You know, we got to see everything that there is, and so in the yeah. next one, I think we'll stay in one place and just you know explore, explore it. That. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like now plan. we have to go out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'll leave Talia home. Yeah, <laughs> that'll probably be the best the best option there. You you and Maya can go. You seem to be. Able to adapt <laughs> culturally to places better than uh, Ty and the other girls. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to do this podcast. I had a lot of fun. And the next time that you, you know, make an international trip, we'll have to do another podcast. That was good, Drew. <laughs> um, hey, uh, I know it takes a while for you to get these out. Um, uh-huh. But I just kind of wanted to do a little plug. Um, today we had five police officers shot um, near the area that I work. Yeah. Um, two of them yeah. are in critical condition. Um, and uh, I, I've worked with those guys before on a few occasions, really solid guys. So for anybody listening, if you could just keep them in your prayers. Yeah. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us, you know, having you and Stephen both that are in 
the police force and it can happen serving a warrant like it happened with those or it can happen like that lady in louisville not that long ago where she's just making a a routine you know traffic stop uh so it's yep. dangerous work and we appreciate you guys and i hope that I, you're in my prayers and i hope that the same is true for for the rest of the family well thanks andrew yeah and for those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. Please join us again next week for another guest as we continue to learn more about our family. Until then, toodles. <laughs>